Welcome, one and all, to another installment of the weekly roundtable discussion known as Never Better, a programme that quite simply will never get any better. I'm your loyal and impartial moderator, Graham Hershey March Mallow, and this week I am ever so pleased to announce that I am joined by a venerated historian of English royalty by the name of Archibald Simpleton, the Lord Nunce Upon Tyke. Lord Simpleton. Hello, bruvs. May I just take a moment, may I, if I may, just to express how delighted and honoured we are, I believe I can speak for myself as well as tonight's other guests. I, I have long said, as anybody on set will test, that uh, this place could use a touch of class, and I dare say you provide exactly the sort of aristocratic um, reform club sensibility that we've so desperately needed. So thank you uh, for attending. My pleasure. I'm also joined this week, and I think this ought to be a hit, by a certain celebrated football commentator. That's right, we booked him. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Batty Barty, the one-man party, the one, the only, Barty Gooms, Barty House Tricks. Go! See, I was I was going to ask that in just a moment, but I, I believe it, our viewers and listeners will be happy enough to hear it from you straight off the bat. Mate, it's not soccer, it's football. <laughs> He's right about that. With the football. That's true. That's, I don't think I suggested otherwise at any point, but it's nice to have it cleared up. Gentlemen, I believe I need not delay in addressing the elephant in the room. We are currently in the throes of preparation for the Platinum Jubilee. Uh, for our international listeners who may not be immediately familiar, that is a celebration of the 70th consecutive flawless and casualty-free year in the reign of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Here, here. Provided, of course that she is, in fact, alive. Pip-pip. Hooray. There's, there's been quite a lot of speculation and conjecture being bandied about by all sorts of actors, uh, and I think it behooves us all as public figures of a certain level of prominence and, indeed, as Englishmen to hold forth plainly on this point so we know precisely where each of us stands. Is the Queen a living, breathing being, or is she some dirt and a hole in the ground? Now, Lord Simpleton, obviously turning first to you for comment, do we say alive, dead, or who cares? Very much alive. Really? Now, now, you seem very certain about this. May I ask where that confidence comes from? Well, I've never admitted this to anyone before. Oh? I'm having an affair with the Queen. <laughs> now, this is precisely why people tune into this show. <laughs> How long, if you are at liberty to say, has this been going on? Five score. <laughs> <laughs> and you're quite confident it is the queen. Uh, that's what she calls herself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I, I, well, I, I'd like to say I'm convinced, but I think there's still plenty of room for interpretation. Um, Barty, my man, it's your turn. Same question. Is the old bird worm food? Has she pegged out? Has she toppled off the proverbial toilet and fallen straight into Abraham's bosom? Has the grip of that ancient parasite's jaws on the spongy, tattered belly flesh of this pathetic nation finally slackened with her passing? And with her stupid, slack-jawed, big-eared family already lined up behind her desiccated corpse, ready to siphon off our lifeblood until we're all dead in the road, does it even matter? What say you? The British are coming. The Queen is dead. What? The British is coming. Are coming. <laughs> the Queen is dead. 
So we are. When are we coming? Oh, we are coming. (laughs) Have you thought this one through, Barty? (laughs) All of the the linguistic tongue. Yes. What about it? All from the linguistic tongue to the membrane of the brain to the stem of the brain. If you'll bear with us, uh, one of our guests appears to have been heavily concussed. Concussed? Now, medical staff are on standby, but I've advised them to hold off because this is, uh, I think it's more interesting this way. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on this. this <laughs> <enough of a death. laughs> I... Spencer, I couldn't hold it. I, you didn't hold it from the beginning. <laughs> Dude, the British accent was so good. I just was like, "Oh my lord!" Yeah, how, we can't. We're not going to be able to compete with that, Spencer. <laughs> Dude, you've clearly been practicing. Oh, all Craig, my hit life. A, Craig hit us with the bruv, and I hit him with the mate, and I was over. <laughs> Oi, bruv! <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, Craig, you didn't say bruv once. You just said bruv. Did he? I don't remember. Wasn't that, wasn't that your said, intro? <laughs> was, Craig was someplace else. We were speaking to Oh, I think uh, I did Lord at the beginning. Yeah. That was his intro. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Change it up every week. Well, I do have some relevant news as it happens. Uh, relevant sort of segueing to into. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so the, some of that was true. They are prepping over there for the Platinum Jubilee for some reason. Um, Isn't that a drink? It's a, a big celebration they have every... It sounds like one, doesn't it? Is Jubilee and Jamboree the same? Uh, they come from the same Latin root. Probably. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even going to fact check it. It sounds... It, they mean basically the same thing. It's a big Look part. it up. No. I'm going to look it up. Uh, <laughs> so the, the Jubilee is something that happens, I guess, every decade or so. Like, you know, every... Uh, so 10 years. I was going to say every time they have a big anniversary, it's like this big, uh, the big event. But it's an anniversary uh, of what? Of the Queen's uh, accession to the throne. Ah. You know. Okay. So this is the 70th year. She uh, she clambered on up there in 1952, I guess. And uh, here we are. Is she the longest serving monarch? Or Gotta. Well, at least of England, I would think. Of that's, England, yeah. Gotta be, that's right? That's an insanely long time. Now, trouble it- is... Jubilee is kind of an uncommon word, I guess. Uh, yeah, a second. Which that. is how we come to things like this article from the BBC: Royal souvenirs have platinum jubbly misprint. That's J U B B L Y, right? Which, if you're not familiar with the term, it's uh. Oh, Craig, you go ahead. Mumbly jumbly. No, 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 no. Not not jumbly, jubbly. Oh, is there? A, what is jubbly? I don't know what jubbly is. Jubbly. Is that jambalaya? Um, let me. It sounds like a good kid name. I know what jambalaya is. Well, in in Australian, I guess slang. I didn't realize it was so localized, but it it's often refers to uh, a part of the the feminine anatomy. Go on. The breastuses. <laughs> All right. So these uh they've I guess so, they've got some cheap manufacturers of merchandise. Spencer, I don't think breast is uh it's it's always gonna be uh plural. 
usually, but not in this case, because oh. they, they've made a bunch of commemorative mugs and plates and stuff that say in very plain English right there, the platinum jubbly of Queen Elizabeth II. And <laughs> <laughs> a picture of her smiling rictus face. Uh, her what face? Rictus, like a rictus grin, you know, like sort okay. of. I thought you said rectus. rigor mortis. Rectus. <laughs> Damn near killed us. A spelling mistake on thousands of pieces of platinum jubilee merchandising, calling it the platinum jubbly is proving a challenge for souvenir sellers, which is remarkable to me because I thought people would be snapping those up. Right. Uh, I, I know I would. <laughs> the cups and plates were meant to mark the Queen's 70-year reign. Clearance website boss Carl Baxter said, quote, in classic Del Boy style, end quote, whatever the fuck that of course. means, uh, he will pitch them as collector's items. That's the thing. Like, British people will say things, and I'll understand like the sentence structure... And none of the words. <laughs> uh, what you... could be more unique? Uh oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Spencer. Uh, what could be more unique than our limited edition misprinted crockery? He said. More than ten thousand pieces of Jubilee memorabilia were produced in China and sent to be sold in the UK, said the clearance firm. Except for the slight problem of a misprint, which says the platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II. We talked about that. Sure. Wholesale Clearance, which deals in bankrupt stock and discontinued lines, said it stepped in to sell the commemorative items with the products advertised as souvenir stock with slight typo mistake. <laughs> that's, that's a really delicate way of putting it. This could be your chance to get your hands on a novelty souvenir for a fraction of the price, claimed Mr. Baxter, with a 90% discount on offer. I feel like I'm advertising for this now. Can they still Don't be purchased? This- all up. I I don't know if they if the if you can buy them don't buy them all I want one if you do buy them all just send me one reach out to us uh, either send it to by the PO email, box yeah mailbox at neverbetter.show <laughs> or uh, by Twitter DM at neverbettercast all one word no punctuation and I will give you my home address <laughs> or Craig's uh. Do you guys think the queen is under like 24-7 surveillance? Except maybe when she's molting, I would say yes. Right. Molting? Yeah. I guess like when her I... exoskeleton pops off. Right. To get a bigger shell um, <laughs> that she grows into. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been 70 years since she climbed up that throne. You know, and, I, and I, what I'm thinking of is like, you know, obviously I don't want this to happen. You know, I, <laughs> I, I think I'm generally a fan of the queen. I don't have anything personally against her, but she's that age where... If she's in the bathroom and she slips in the bathtub, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Or off the toilet. Or off the toilet, yeah. Pulling Elvis. Yeah, she sneaked. Didn't he have a heart attack or did he fall off and die? I, that I don't know. Maybe I don't even know how much both. of it is true and how much of it's just apocryphal, but. That lady uh, sneezes too hard. She might pop a rib out. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain that something like that already happened months ago and they're just too afraid of what it would do to the like the British popular psyche, like the, just the morale of the country if they found out that the queen had See, died. See, the thing is, I don't think they would care very much. I think enough people yeah, would care. Britain's a very cold and unforgiving place. Oh, but they love their queen, though. I feel like I feel like Americans like the monarch, the monarchy more than the people in the UK do. I think we care about it more. <laughs> now, that is an interesting <laughs> angle. 
I always did find it weird, like when the royal wedding happened. Yeah, right. Uh, whichever one it was, I don't know who anymore. But like back in what 2011, mm-hmm. 2010, 2012, yeah. something like that. How like yeah, you know, I was in college at the time, and every like I was in the dorms, and every lounge on every floor had people glued to the screen to watch this happening at like what like six in the morning or something. Like, mm-hmm. Why yeah. do you care? Like you weren't invited. I mean, who takes when she dies? If she dies, um, she may live for another hundred years. But she who may. takes over fr- if she's not dead already? Front runner, huh? You mean yeah, who comes after? Because her husband doesn't take over, right? That guy's a little problem. I don't know. And to be honest, I, as an American, I have a right not to know. Hold okay. on, there's a king. No, I mean there can be, I suppose. There might be one day. I think when she Jeez. dies, her son takes over. Who that would be king, right? That sounds that sounds legit to me. I think so. I thought no, but I'm saying, does she have a king? Like, is she married? Yeah, I mean, she has a husband. She's married, oh, but she, the guy is. Oh, really? The guy, the guy that he that she is married to is not the king of England. Right. She's just what? the husband. Husband. Actually, of wait, the queen. did he die? I don't think so. Somebody died. Like there was some ancient-looking Buffy vampire-looking, like two thousand-year-old British monarch type of dude who died within the past year. The guy that looks like he's from Transylvania. He straight up. <laughs> he, there's a shot of him in a car. His I don't eyes, think he's dead. Like, the whole oh, no, I, I know who, exactly who you're talking about. He's still alive. <laughs> it's like I, it's like deep purple. Yeah, that's popping husband. all the theories out today. <laughs> I think he died. I think he finally bit it. I didn't. I didn't think it was possible either. But I think it happened because I think he was still like his title was still prince, even though he was about 140 years old. And I was like, how <laughs> fucking pitiful is that? <laughs> like, like to me, if your title is prince, your job is to like prance around holding like an overgrown like lollipop or something. Like, right. eh, me dies the king or whatever. Uh, just. No, that's a different guy. Order ordering people to death who have mildly inconvenienced inconvenienced you. Right, yeah. Getting your whipping boy in trouble, that kind of thing. Right. That's good. I made a I made a big life decision today. Did you? Yeah. I finally made I, was, I, I had a segue ready. I just want everybody to know that. If it doesn't get used after this, then so be it. But I, I have finally I finally the top of the fans of the um the blaze of the fan. No, I never do that. <laughs> Um, oh damn! Uh, Just spin it; it flies off. <laughs> I I finally pulled the trigger on a dash cam. Oh, you did! I oh, got damn. me a da- I got me a dash cam. I've been I as much as I hate the idea of like like the the proliferation of like ring cameras and all that everything that we do being monitored from everywhere. I also like I, I see how people drive. That shit's even more terrifying. We live in a hot zone. Oh my God, it's bad. It's like Fallujah out there. There was, man, the other, like, not last week, the week before, there were two separate instances where people were coming down the wrong way down the road toward me in one week, <laughs> twice. Before that, in my life, it had happened one time, ever. Craig, hold on. I got to ask you do you got the dash cam with the, like, little TV already in there, or, like, the little screen, you could say, that you can see everything going on? Or is it, like, just a camera and you kind of see it off your phone. Well, you have a wind. You have a windshield. Yeah, I have a windshield where I look out my. I can see what's happening outside my car. But <laughs> no, I'm saying no. I'm saying like that's that's the only thing the of a dash cam I wouldn't get is the one with the like the little screens already have. Yeah, there. I, I, I this because, one doesn't have a screen. It's just a it's oh. just a camera that 
yeah, yeah. Was was there an inciting incident that uh, that pushed you over the edge, Craig? Uh, just being on Reddit too much, seeing a bunch of crazy videos, I was like, <laughs> I need to. You know, how many? How much thought do you put on this? Like this purchase? a lot. Um, oh, I've like, been thinking about it for years. Oh, years. Oh, dang. six months. I would say I've been giving it serious thought. Dang. Hmm. Man, I saw one video. It wasn't even in America, which was astonishing. It was like in it was in France, and I know that because as somebody was like they were on a highway and somebody was like pulling perpendicular across all the lanes of the highway and just causing chaos. Uh, but I knew it was French because when the driver saw this, his reaction was to go Jacques Rebou! Almost. <laughs> he went, Oh la 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't believe actually happened, but they do that. They do it. Yeah, they do. They say, oh, la, la. Craig, are you waiting for something to happen now? Or do you think? Oh, that, I'm, I'm you... Michael. I'm, ch- I'm waiting for somebody <laughs> to hit me. But do you think, but do you think like now that you have one and nothing's going to happen? Like nothing interesting is going to happen now? I mean, you part know? of me feels like that, but it was also only $40. So you oh, know, okay, okay. If, no, if, if nothing happens, it won't be the worst thing in the world. $40. Gotcha, yeah, I feel like I I always been wanting one as well, but I feel like when once I get one, nothing's gonna happen ever again. Like you right. know, it's just gonna be that that now my driving life is boring. Well, you'd rather you know have it and not need it than need it and not have it, right? Uh no, I don't know. Well, actually, let me ask you guys a question. If you let's, let's say you, you've got a dash cam, and you um you're the one at fault. Like let's say let's say you have a dash cam and you kill somebody, you run a pedestrian <laughs> over or something like that. Can, points. can a court like subpoena your footage from your dash cam? Oh damn! I'll break that, that real quick. That's an <laughs> I'm breaking it real quick. I don't know what you're talking about. So I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I can't Your Honor, lie. we have no foreknowledge of any intent that Michael Rios has. To cause any bodily harm with his yeah. vehicle or any other, anybody else's vehicle. If I yeah, actually, so- if I happen to run down somebody in my car this weekend, this is unrelated. You know, when I was a uh, when I was a kid, like I don't know, like eight or nine, my my dad ran over my brother with a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> what? We, we like went like golfing with him, like we like he was golfing I, I thought, and we and we wait, were just tagging along. I thought my, you absorbed your brother. Well, I have other brothers, Spencer. Oh, spares. Um, and he was outside, you know, doing something, and my dad wasn't looking. He turned the key. He was looking the other way. Ran him over. Like with the front or the back? Like the front. Oh shoot! Went boom boom over him. Oh, he went fully over him. I'm I'm talking about ran him over. Oh no! He was fine. He walked. He was fine. (laughs) Oh my goodness! So another story I had is um. In my street, Michael. Before you tell, think about what no, no, it no, might no. do to you professionally no. and personally. No, to tell nothing happened. Story you're about to tell. No, no, it's not. It's not that serious. But I've been like, I hit a kid too. So I never. I don't know. <laughs> I ran I down a crossing me, guard the other week. You guys couldn't say if I've been ran over or not. It's it's impacting me. So basically, um, in my neighborhood, it's like a, it's like a, not a cul-de-sac, but it's like a long, one-way street, like dead end, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, parked cars parked both sides and like that sounds to, like a cul-de-sac. Uh, it's more narrow, you can say. It's just a dead end. It's not. It doesn't have a turnaround. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, so, I see. Okay. So basically, um, 
one time there was ice cream man ice cream man pulled over all the kids come out you know we're riding bikes on a hot summer day right. and i'm uh-huh. riding my friend's older sister's bike which is like a big mountain bike so i'm over here like in front of the truck gonna come onto the street and cross the street with the bike <laughs> i'm so nervous and this lady just zooms and then like <laughs> bends the whole tire like i just fell over you bends got the hit whole by tire. an ice cream truck no, by this lady, like trying yeah, to. I was gonna say, around. how does the ice cream truck related oh, oh. to the story? It's because I was covered by the ice cream truck. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Where she couldn't this see. This was me. much funnier when I thought you got. And this lady, ice cream, basically was like, "Are you okay?" Came out like, "Oh my goodness," blah blah blah. Everybody was just like, came out their house like, "What the fuck just happened?" And then ice cream man was like, "Oh man," and, and the lady just like looked at me, checked them okay, and they ran off. I'm like, "Should we buy you an ice cream?" I'm like. What the fuck? I'm like, okay. And I did I was like a little kid, honestly. I was in maybe middle school, not understanding what was happened. And then like two days after, my mom comes to me and was like, You got ran over? You didn't <laughs> tell me? <laughs> We're gonna sue that lady. But uh nothing happened basically. It's a head she got a two day head start on you. Yeah, I know yeah. she's <laughs> crossed a couple state lines. She's in Cancun by then. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know if I can say if I've been ran over or not by that instance. I did have something similar to that happen once when I was in high school because I rode my bike to school pretty much every morning. Uh, senior year. And I was just like, there wasn't like a bike lane or anything. And I was not going to ride on the street because no, fuck that. No way. So I'm riding on the sidewalks and there's like all these entrances to neighborhoods on the way to school. And I'm, I'm parked at like this one intersection where one of those there's this big gigantic lifted truck you know waiting for the light to change and i'm waiting you know for him to leave because you know i don't i don't want to get hit by this guy but uh so I, I stop yeah right uh i stop he looks over at me he's got like his sunglasses on you know wrap around oakley's or whatever sure uh <laughs> naturally they, I think they, if you buy a white pickup truck, uh, it comes with some wraparound <laughs> Oakley. Uh, but he looks at me. I kind of give him a little wave. He looks the other direction. I'm like, okay, all right, so I'm going to go. And I start to move forward, and so does the truck. I, apparently, despite me being six foot four. He thought you were waving he, he him had, through. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. But, I, well, what he said later... In a, in a moment, was that he had no idea I was there. <laughs> uh, so I start to move. He starts to move. The front tire of my bicycle winds up beneath the front right tire of his truck, and it bends about 90 degrees. <laughs> and it makes this horrible noise. And to his credit, like he he throws the e-brake on. He hops out. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. Fine. It's all good. But like he, he was, he ended up being cool. Uh, like paid for the repairs of the bike. Oh, that's nice. Turned out his daughter was actually in one of my classes, uh, at at school, and he's like, you know what you should do is, you should like say something like, yeah, some idiot ran over my bike this morning, and then like uh, tonight at dinner I'll be like, yeah, I, I ran over some kid's bike today, <laughs> <laughs> and I did do that. <laughs> This was a good bit. That uh, is a good bit. But I had to, I had to carry my bike on, on my shoulder the rest of the way to school. 
Damn, how far were you from school? You a ride? And not not that long, like maybe like half a mile. Mm-hmm. But like it, it, I couldn't roll it; it was out of yeah, the question. Right. right. Uh, and some kid the ninety like, degree flat spot. Yeah, not much you can do. And it was apparently I looked so pathetic <laughs> that some kid on the school, like on one on a school bus that was passing by, like rolled down the window, leaned out, and I guess they must have yelled this for me to hear it, but it sounded like such a small voice to be yelling. It was just this kid going. Sorry about your bike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Man, when I took that thing in to get repaired by the little Italian dude who ran the bike shop, he was crying. He did not want me to ride it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Like, apparently it would have, like, warped the frame or something. And he's like, please, please don't ride this anymore. (laughs) If anything bad happens to you, it's because I fix your bike. And I was like, do it. Spencer, were you wearing a helmet at this time? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't even own a helmet, but I own a bike. A sickle, bicycle. Yep. Like I, I just, I just don't think, I just don't think I'm going as fast. I don't need a helmet, basically. Well, the thing is, is those cars are going that fast. Yeah, and a single fall can take you right out. No, but I'm saying, like, if hit car hit me, like, kill me. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know. Michael, what kind of sweet piece of irony would it be if um, the Jeep that you had to sell ends up, like, hitting you, like, riding your bike? Dude. <laughs> Funny thing is. And then you die from a preventable head Because injury. when you had that Jeep, all you were thinking about was hitting pedestrians, and then the car comes back and hits you. So, funny thing is, it's only fair. I still have a it's picture of that VIN number. So, like, if I ever see this VIN number again, I might start crying. <laughs> How are you going to see the VIN number? Like, if they hit me or something and I just read it or something, be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Give it like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, it never we so far what, off base. what were you saying, Spencer? <laughs> Well, about a half hour ago, <laughs> before I was, we talked about dash games. Yes, if we can remember <laughs> so distant, there, distant a time. Uh, I have a little bit of sad news. The segue that I was going to use was uh, moving from the death of one thousand plus year old British institution, i.e., the Queen, to another. Mm. Um, Craig, I feel like you're going to be particularly affected by this. I can't articulate why I think that, but. Well, Michael, you monitor his reaction and uh, let me know how right I am. I have to read this off the screen here. Gotcha. Reading from secretlondon.com. That's, my, that's where I was born, by the way. What does that mean? Secret London. It's underneath the regular one. Okay. Um, or above. The oldest pub in Britain is set to close after a reported 1,229 years of service. It's a little sad. Hmm. Wait, 1,200 years? 1,229 years. Goodness. Right? Now, it's COVID, huh? probably, probably only temporary. <laughs> now they're just looking for new management. But anyway, while we might be known for telling you about new openings here at Secret London, a website I've literally never been to before, it would be remiss of us to ignore the possible closure of the oldest pub in the country. And they keep putting oldest pub in quotes, so I would guess there's some contention there. <laughs> um, Ye old fighting cocks in St. Albans dates back to the year 793. 
Wait, it has ye old in its title in its name. Ye old. Oh well, that's a little. That's important. What do you want? It is. That's old. a little hacky. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, tell you what, Craig. We'll send you back with some like marketing notebooks to the year seven hundred ninety-three and see how long you can survive. Well, I'm just saying, in the year seven hundred ninety-three, it probably wasn't called ye old, whatever. Right. They probably changed it once it got old. So, like around the nine hundreds. All right. What Carry do you on. want? <laughs> Uh, now this website, I'm I'm actually sitting down to read this article now, which I didn't before. I should have. They do not edit this at all. Ye old fighting cocks in St Albans dates back to the year 793, making it just the 1,229 years just. old. It may have welcomed a Viking or two in its walls, and it survived plagues, civil and world wars, and countless new builds around it. Those luxury condos, aren't they? <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. The pub is even thought to have housed Oliver... They, they didn't even spell Oliver Cromwell's name right. It's Oliver Crowell. <laughs> All right, maybe it's a different guy. They, the pub is even thought to have housed Oliver Crowell for an overnight stay, that mainstay of British history. <laughs> but after struggling for two years during the pandemic, it is COVID, ye old fighting cocks has closed its doors after their owner's firm, Mitchells and Butlers, went into administration, whatever that means. Probably doesn't sound good. There is, however, still a good chance that the pub will not have to close for good, and the hope is that new owner for the historic site will be found. Ugh, I hate reading this. I'm done. I'm, I mean, I, I give up are, are they, like, to this day, like, well, I guess they're closed now, but um, when they were open, are they still, like, a pub, or are they, like, a museum yeah. kind of thing? I think they're, they're a pub. So they're a for-profit business still? Well, I would guess so, yeah. How many shekels do you think came through those doors? <laughs> like actual lot. shekels or just a, as a synecdoche for all money I suppose I suppose both but really all money I cannot imagine shillings I, you'd have to do a lot of inflation and exchange calculations to figure that one out and I don't want to nowhere still n- no country still using the shilling right uh, the euro pretty much took that away Probably, I don't even like really know EU. what the shilling is. If I think it's the, they're probably still using those over there in in the UK, somewhere. Is that currency only in coins. The oh, uh, Kenya still uses the shilling. What is a shilling? One Kenyan shilling equals point zero zero eight eight U.S. dollars. So almost a penny. Are we rich? Or one U.S. dollar equals about one hundred and fourteen Kenyan shillings. There you go. Well, we've all learned a little something. How about that? <laughs> you rich. Now, I think we can safely say things aren't the way they used to be with this news fresh in our minds. And with that, I'd like to take a, a quick stop by the Michael wave. Hit it. Michael? What's up? You, you, uh, you posited something to us. Uh, this is actually from a while back, but we we never addressed it. Uh, and you better you this better be funny. I'm trying to think what it is. <laughs> uh, you you asked what happened to big and tall clothes, tall tees in Foot Locker, as a parenthetical. Michael's right about this. So 
You remember how this works, right? So all I want to know Hang is... On. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You remember how this works, right? Minute 30. Gotcha. 90 One, three, zero. And begin. All I want to know is what happened to all these big people that used to wear big and tall shirts? Did we all get smaller? We getting bigger? We're getting shorter. What happened to them? Like, Michael, how tall? Are, how tall am I? Huh? You are six, four or six one. <laughs> Either six, or. around six. I'm gonna say all I'm saying is like, yo, I'm telling you, like I wore big and tall shirts. Yes. So I'm Did saying, you wear anything? <laughs> because that was that was the style back in the early two thousands. That's what no, I'm you, saying, but talking, I'm saying... You were looking like the 2002 NBA draft day where they all got the suits that look like circus right. tents. Everybody, <laughs> no, but look I'm, up that photo. I'm even saying, like, what happened to the big and tall, like, stores. There used to be big and tall stores, big and tall, like, little labels on shirts, a little, like, pants, I guess you could say. Like, what happened to them? Did I mean, I think they went small? away with the hot boys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I, I think people discovered that they could get clothes that actually fit and weren't just massive all i want to know is just what happened to them like michael you were not wearing big and tall no way yeah i was wearing big and tall no yes they had different big and tall did you did you did you like walk in the store with a fake id what no i was a small big and tall (laughs) (laughs) which is probably just a medium shirt (laughs) (laughs) three two one that's time i forgot the Timer did that. Yeah, all I want to know is where the big and tall shirts went at. At Foot Locker. I mean, I think they still make them. I mean, I know they still make big and tall sizes, but just not like they don't advertise them the same. They, they, they fell out of fashion. I haven't know? been in a Foot Locker in like years. So maybe they're still there and you just don't know. You never checked. Mm-hmm. No. And, but mm. I mean, you were, you're all right, Michael. In 2006, Everybody was dressed up like uh, they were in the East Side Boys or something, you know? G-Unit. Or G-Unit, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Michael, did you yeah, wear, was... Michael, did you wear a lot of Echo when you were a kid? Or yeah, Fubu? Right. Yeah. Fubu as well. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. South Pole as well. Or Pole. Oh, man. I forgot about South Pole. Uh, Sean John. All the, all, man, I was wearing everything. <laughs> Man. And it was all six sizes too big. Yep. <laughs> Down to his knees. Yep. Didn't even put pants on most days. Didn't have to. Basically walking around in a nightgown. But when I came home, best believe them jumps was up. Man, my mom used to hate that. I'd just come back home. Like, I would be, like, down the street, almost like a, like, a couple houses down. Put my pants up. Hello, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> back to school. Um... I got a little bit of news here real quick. Uh, Somalia. Somalia also uses the shilling. Thank you, Craig. Just so you know. (laughs) It's uh, much less valuable than the Kenyan shilling. Um, The Somalian shilling is equal to 0.0017 U.S. dollars. Is it the same money, though? Is it the same? No. no. They're called shillings, but they're both different. Oh, um, the American dollar and the Canadian dollar are very different. There's the Kenyan shilling and the Somalian shilling. And there's the Australian dollar, which is basically monopoly. Money. Don't get me started on that, yeah. <laughs> it's basically a, 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 a subway punch card, is what that is. 
actually never seen this. I just like when money have like it's very colorful. Yeah. Like a red bill or something or mm. like these blue hunters. I like that where where they could be like yellow, orange or something, you know. Like a gold one. I have yeah, not paid cool. cash for anything in over two years probably. Really? It's the wave of the future, Craig. I don't remember the last time I paid cash for anything. Funny thing is, actually, this morning, I went to Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A breakfast, and the guy in front of me paid in cash, and this kid had to run all the way in the store to get him change. <laughs> I was like, damn. Well, it was a change much. shortage. <laughs> still. Oh, yeah. Oh, still? Oh, yeah. Everything shortage. Damn. You ever pay when you were a kid? Do you ever pay for something using like predominantly coins? Oh yeah, all my life. <laughs> That's how I got a lot of free stuff, actually. What? How? Uh, I just come with a bag full of coins. Be like, look, this with three bags. It'd be like, look, all this is five dollars and ten. All this <laughs> is like fifty quarters. And then, like the guy would be behind me, sometimes would be like very upset. Or like the cashier would just pay for it. <laughs> that thing would work all the time. Every time. <laughs> Every Did they even time. take the bag or they're just like, go get out of here? Yeah. Or you you no, just I'll had take, bottle caps mean? in the back. <laughs> no, I would just have jingle them around. Coins, but it would be like, it would be like, um, not sort Like a briefcase well. full of money where like the top layer is actual dollar bills and the rest <laughs> yeah. is all newspaper. Or I would say like, hey, this is like 500 pennies. You have to believe me or you're going to count it. One time that actually didn't work. Where like I was like they actually they actually made me go upstairs to the office area of McDonald's and she counted <laughs> with me and she was like you're short like fifty pennies I'm like damn it put you in the office <laughs> put me on the spot you what, got me. how old were you for this happened huh? and you did not I was like I always asked I was in elementary school yeah, most <laughs> stuff elementary school <laughs> yeah this kid up the office and made him count the pennies out <laughs> dude this is when like back in the days everybody had a piggy bank. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh no. And you actually had to break them to to get the coins out. Basically. Well, they had like a. Th- you didn't have to. They a lot of them had a little like stopper thing. You could just plop out of the bottom of it, and then coins come out. Not the good ones. Not the good ones. Wait. Oh oh oh. I see. Okay. Yeah, I never had to break my piggy bank. I just always pulled the little stopper out. Oh, I always have to break them. That's right. That's the yeah. Had to or wanted to. Uh, wanted to. Uh huh. Is there a difference with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, well, not we're not now, but speaking as we were of big and tall tees, you know who could use a big and tall tee? Um, um, hmm. um, go ahead. Uh, big and tall tee. You got tea. three more seconds. Big and tall tee. Two, uh, one. The answer we were looking for was Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, I don't know how you didn't get that. And it's an anecdote of his, as a matter of fact, that takes us to this week's Wildlife Dispatch. Desperate to impress, the trio recites facts about animals in what primatologists call the Wildlife Dispatch. And what happens next is truly extraordinary. He is a sheriff. What? Shaq's a sheriff. What are you talking about? I mean, I think in that like a, in that one movie. I don't think he's an actual one. No, he's like a real sheriff of the town. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal? At one point of his life, he was a sheriff. I I'm know. on it. 
It's meant to continue, but I'm on it. Okay. I'm dead serious. Right. He was like, yeah, he was a sheriff at one point. He's also a platinum uh, selling artist. Oh, Andy Grant's wishes. Yes, Andy Grant's wishes. Like this guy, yeah, he's a sheriff, basketball player, um, a professional Kazam. And what else? I think I, I think he has like a key to a one one of these cities or something like that. He's got to, right? Yeah. Funny thing is, I always wanted to know is the key to city that means that you can open all the doors. Michael, I know you don't believe that. Oh, I'm fascinated by keys to the city. Uh, but just real quick. Michael Shack is announced as Henry County Sheriff's Office Director of Community Relations, <laughs> but he's not an go. actual. He's not making arrests. He's not an officer of the law. He got a badge. No. He got a badge. No. For sure, he got a badge. That's not how that goes. For that key to city, he can rest in the badge. He is a re- he is a reserve deputy in Louisiana. Ah. Uh, what does that mean? Res- how many? I don't know. How deep is their uh, roster? On standby. <laughs> what you mean? In case what happens? Uh, uh huh. Out more outlaws. These places got on. too much money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Counties, <laughs> cities. <laughs> All right. Anyway, reading from Business Insider. Bi. Shaquille O'Neal says gorillas freak out when he comes near, and Zoo Miami executive confirms. <laughs> I mean, I bet. Shaq probably bigger than the gorilla. What? No. Uh, you ever seen a big dog see another big dog, bigger dog than him? Oh, they don't like that. No. They do not like no. that. Dude, they be. I mean, even me. I don't. I, I still don't even like standing next to very tall people. Oh yeah. Yeah, it freaks me out. Even like big buildings. Big building. The big building. Hold on. How what many you... How many shacks do you think it would take to kill a gorilla? Oh, I I don't know, man. Gorillas like five. They're on another like level. Like three. Five shacks, maybe. Three, like whole. Five like, minimum. Like one holding each hand, and then just. <laughs> and then one just just waylaying on the body. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. A chimpanzee is like enough to take out like a regular person. A gorilla, I think, I, more I than many need. regular people. Yeah, yeah. I think I can take it. I think a chimpanzee could take your head off. Strangle Let's set it up. I got thoughts. Anyway, for the hundredth episode of the Never Better Podcast, we'll uh, have Michael fight <laughs> we'll a confirm, chimpanzee. We'll, better than that, we'll have Michael confirm all the lies he's told us about himself and his abilities. Back to back, we'll finish. Or, with the chimpanzee. or maybe they're not lies. When he chokes this chimpanzee out, <laughs> maybe he's been telling the truth the whole time. But I will be testing the chimp's blood. Four sedatives after the match. Four mm-hmm. sedatives. <laughs> All right. I, I'm i reading this article now. I should start reading these ahead of time again. I've been lazy. Add gorillas to the list of creatures intimidated by Shaquille O'Neal. The article begins. During a recent episode of The Big Podcast with Shaq, this is <laughs> where I was... <laughs> I was I was like I should have read this ahead of time. I didn't realize I'd be reading about another podcast's activities on a podcast. I don't I don't like the taste in my mouth that I get off of this. But we've already waded into the water. Here we go. The former NBA big man explained that gorillas freak out when he shows up at zoos and that they want to fight him. <laughs> 
Shaq even called an executive from Zoo Miami who confirmed the tale. The conversation came up when Shaq was contemplating whether to let his gray hair grow out, joking that he would be a silverback gorilla and not a silver fox. (laughs) This led to Shaq, a huge zoo aficionado, (laughs) explaining how gorillas act in his presence. Shaq, who is seven feet one... Oh, sorry. I didn't format this article very well. It says Shaq, who is seven feet one, 325 pounds... But they didn't like they didn't put an inch after one, so it looks like Shaq, who was seven feet one thousand three hundred and twenty five pounds <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get past him. Uh, he then called the animal expert Ron McGill, the communications director for Zoo Miami. McGill is also a bit of a quote unquote zookeeper to the stars. They do not attribute that quote to anybody. I think Ron McGill said that. Um, and a celebrity in his many own are right. Saying this. Also a lie. Yep. <laughs> Quintessential many are saying this. Uh, there is a photo of Ron McGill looking like... Uh, you know what? I'll make it the episode art. It's He looks like... Um, without getting into territory that'll get me in trouble. Somebody who would be in like a Las Vegas County jail for a crime that only like six people have ever committed in U S history. He, he's holding an owl. He has a weird mustache. He has a bow tie that is not covered by like any part of his collar. It's just, it's something about it is deeply depraved. So Mikhail I guess not I su- only confirmed the story. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. You, well, I was going to say, no, no, I insist. I suppose like, I mean, obviously, I don't think Shaq is taking a gorilla one-on-one, but no. if the fate of the human race were up to a one-on-one combat with a gorilla, Shaq is probably our best bet, right? <laughs> probably. I mean, I'm not going to cut it. Right, I think I get torn yeah. apart. I'd, I would look like spaghetti. So, like, from the, from the gorilla's perspective, you know, he sees, a, you know, thousands of people every day. Shaq is probably the most imposing person he's ever seen, that gorilla. Probably. <laughs> So like you think about the sort of people it took to get the gorilla in captivity, they probably just like little dudes with you know tranquilizer darts, right? And they brought and him big down. safari, uh, big domed safari hats. Yeah, the pith helmet or whatever. And two and those... male gorillas be the same like clan uh, uh, or like group. Why do you or... say male gorillas, Michael? I think it gets dicey. Because it's most. I mean, it's, I think I'm, I'm asking is if they're like lions or they're like. No, 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 Michael, there. Michael, answer the question. Why'd you say male gorillas? Mm. Only uh, gorillas are male. Hmm. You, you guys, gotta trip up one of these days. Guys, I know you're faking on some of this. You guys ever see that video of? Um, it's like a video of at, at some zoo where they're looking at this gorilla and he like charges the glass and like and like cracks the glass. I have seen that happen in real life. No, he actually really? cracks the glass. Dead serious. I was going to segue into this later. I was at the Memphis Zoo when I was a little kid. I was like nine years old. And we were by the gorilla enclosure. And there was this little kid. He's like maybe five years old. I guess his parents were not paying attention because this kid was like right in front of the glass, like beating his chest, like in front of one of the gorilla, like the big, you know, like probably, I guess, a silverback gorilla. And, you know, because he'd seen it on Tarzan or whatever. Sure. <laughs> That's what you do with gorillas. No, it's not. Don't ever do that shit to a gorilla. 
because this this dude, this gorilla, he was a dude. He looked like <laughs> uh, he he turns around. He like he walks back. He gets like a running start, basically, you know, on all fours. Comes up and just ba bam, really? two hits to the, like the five inch thick glass. Wow! And like everybody, everybody's like, Ugh! and it cracked. And uh, it there was not like a huge crack, but like it, I mean, it's that's thick. That's like aquarium glass that they put in those those things. Spencer, I'm jealous. I guess for just such an occasion, it was. I'm very jealous of you. Now I honestly think like all zoo animals are just waiting for a chance. Just... Oh, absolutely. Same zoo, uh, Komodo dragon was sizing up my little sister as she sat against the, <laughs> the glass. <laughs> Those Memphis <laughs> animals in the Memphis Zoo are. It's a very nice zoo. It, it was. It was really good. Is this a uh, safari zoo or is this like the, um, the county zoo where you like kind of like afar? Or is this like a zoo where you like kind of driving or anything? No, it's like yeah. a it's like a walk oh, walk around you know, zoo regular zoo. Okay. It's not like a Tiger King kind of setup where you're like, you know, in there feeding tigers to other tigers or whatever. Right. There you go. That's, that's a good one. Or uh, inspired Walmart meat. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to us to being the first people to think or speak about Tiger King in like two years. That's right. We could talk about the Tiger King too. We can't because I didn't see it because I don't want to. It sounds like it sucks. <laughs> They had lightning in a bottle, and just like everybody in that ecosystem who gets even like a a whiff of that, like you know, like as soon as they have anything on their hands, they can't ever just be like, "All right, well, we had something great here. Congratulations. Let's go to Golden Corral to celebrate." <laughs> no, they got to dig back in, and they got to muddy it up, and they got to try to drive it into the ground. That's right. Disgusting. And what of it? And it sucks is what of it. That's what it of, Craig. You guys remember that um, Drake and Josh episode where um, Josh has to dress up? He has to get into disguise and he gets into like a 70s costume with a big big afro wig um, and sunglasses. And he's um, he's walking down the street. and um, They didn't cancel him for that? No, no. I mean, he didn't have blackface on, but, you know, he was walking down the street and he sees a guy and he goes what it is like that <laughs> and that really was formative for you wasn't it I, I think about that often <laughs> I bet you do I'll send you guys the video at some point Oi, bruv. <sighs> well I think it's perfectly natural for those gorillas to worry about somebody crossing boundaries with them you know considering they're already in captivity I agree which brings me to probably the final segment of the week because we've been recording for over an hour this is a for the audience. This is a nice Saturday edition. Yeah, we're really, uh, really letting podcast. it slide on, on the timer this time. <laughs> I need you both to tell me how weird this is. Ready? Go ahead. Yes. Okay. I, I that that time I even asked the question. I said ready, and <laughs> Craig just looked at me like I was holding a knife to his head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, I like to read the names of the people who ask these, but I forgot to write it down on this one. Okay, here we are. Quora weirdo Tommy C. Tommy with an I. Asks. So, T-O-M-M-I? 
Yeah, yeah, not not T I M M Y. It's Timmy, different name. Uh, Tommy C asks, "Is it weird to be offended when people enter your personal space and deliberately touch you, non-sexually, <laughs> without permission?" I'll say no. Craig, go ahead. Um, can you read the question again? Is it weird to be offended? When people enter your personal space and deliberately touch you, non-sexually, without permission. Yeah, no, that's not weird. I do that. Don't touch me. <laughs> See, I think you're right. It, it, under normal circumstances, yes, it's it's a pretty banal question. Zero out of five to me. Hold not on. weird. Hold on. You're saying like it's it's normal. Yeah, it's normal to be offended when people do that to you. Right. Oh, no, no, no. It's not. A, no, then I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's weird. Wait, it's weird to be offended when people like poke you when you don't want them to. No, not poke you, but like let's say touch your shoulder or something. Repeatedly and deliberate. Well, it doesn't say repeatedly, but deliberately. <laughs> yeah. Let's not ascribe uh, intent to the question. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I was editorializing there. I'm backing off. My bad. I touch you guys all the time. Like I don't know, <laughs> put a hand on your shoulder. Um, <laughs> I don't know, randomly. I guess you could say. How's it going there, Spence? Nice tap on the shoulder. How's it going, Craig? You know, tap on the shoulder. I guess it's the I don't inca- I don't count that as an invasion of my personal space. Tap on the shoulder. If somebody stands right. like right like you know stands very close to me, that oh, oh we my, have a oh, special guest. Speaking oh, of crossing boundaries, oh. dude, entering personal space. <laughs> oh. It's Snape the dog. Everybody, <laughs> I know. Come on, hey, come, get out here. But no, give him the microphone. I'm serious. <laughs> Snape, is it weird? <laughs> That's what he's all about. Don't let him eat the mic. Oh though. boy, this guy on sugar. We're gonna whole ASMR experience here. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting the tinglies. <laughs> I was like, what the? Heck? <laughs> Your mom needs you to go do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the door open. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, to Craig's point, yeah, I think it's different, uh, like, you know, a tap on the shoulder versus, say, you know, like a stranger coming in and, like, I don't know, giving you the old noogie, you know? Right. But what I wanted to think of uh, in, in this space here was something a little different, which is just what would be the funniest job for this person to have where they're complaining about this? For example, I'm thinking like professional boxer. No. Okay. I thought it was funny. Jesus. (laughs) You know, what's, you know, what's BS. Uh, don't go ahead. Don't save me from the, don't look up being nominated for an Oscar feeling like, come on, what are we doing? Wait, what did you say? I said, it's BS that, don't look up. Got nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. Like, wh- what are we doing? So here? I said, I said boxer. And you thought, oh, you know what sounds like that that I want to talk about. Oh my god, Oscar. Well, I, I, I've, I've got like the. I, I was watching something before we we jumped on this call, and the Netflix. And that's slide, where your head's been. The, the Netflix whole time. like slideshow is uh, is playing, and I just, I saw the, the the slide for it. Ah, uh, like that's that wasn't a good movie. Nobody thinks that's a good movie. It's poignant. There are people, Craig, who it's think poignant. it's a good movie. It's poignant, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's very moving. <laughs> I called my parents right after I finished watching it. It's not a good movie. 
I just think it's a bit. They brought much. down the house. There wasn't a dry eye to be seen. Not a good movie. <laughs> to be clear, I have not seen this. No, it's, me neither. It doesn't but sound like still. a good time to me. I haven't either. It doesn't sound like a good time. Michael, are you on your phone right now? I'm trying to look up this movie. You know who? You know who didn't get nominated Text. for any Oscars? Who's that? Pig. Nicholas Cage and Pig. That does seem like a shame. I need to. I need, still need to watch that one. He deserved it. Ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's a very I think good you movie. Did see, I remember you telling us about that one. A thrilling Yo, performance. Ro- more rotting tomatoes is better. Correct. <laughs> yes. Closer you get to one hundred, it's it's uh It's like the best. Movie. The better off you are. Okay. Just 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 clarifying. It's certified fresh. I never really looked at the tomatoes, so like that being a new thing, when I search up a movie, I'm like, what the heck does this mean? <laughs> yeah, the, it is a little counterintuitive that 100% on Rotten Tomatoes is a good thing. <laughs> I don't know how that got started, but I just, I don't know. I didn't, I, I just didn't know. Movie people are weird, man. They're bizarre. If it were What's socially, worse? if it were socially acceptable, would you go to a play and like throw tomatoes if it was bad? Oh, you couldn't stop me. Okay. <laughs> oh, I I pity anybody who would stand in my way. Because <laughs> you know what they're getting is rotten tomato in the face. You just ca- oh, man. rotten tomatoes, cabbage. Yep. Everything. Any kind of produce you got. Eggplants. <laughs> Eggplants. Ooh. Some, some gourds. What's worse? Or what? A watermelon. What, what do you guys think? Start pelting with, uh, some limes up there. You guys actually. I'm, think, I'm picturing you take, a, you take a watermelon, like a rotten watermelon. You take it in both hands, swing it between your legs like a granny shot, way up in this big parabolic arc so that it lands right in center stage and gets on everything. That's, that's ca- how you that's shut down a good, bad yeah. performance. That's called a grenade. I was asking, what's worse, a movie critic or a food critic? A uh, movie just critic. Just in terms of like snobbiness or? No, I mean, one that you... Just Uselessness to society at yeah, large? Yeah. Mm, I'm going to say food movie? I'm gonna say movie, yeah. I think movie as well, yeah. I'm by myself again. This always happens to me. <laughs> well, you two go first. Well, I just think like, well, for me, like, as far as like movies go, it's it's kind of like, um, it's um, like it's kind of like a hipster thing to do to like pretend to like a movie that's like super artsy and, uh, you know. Because you can just say, oh, oh, yeah, that you can just say, oh, you don't get it, or you don't, uh, you don't get why it's so good. But food is like, if it's bad, it's bad. Oh yeah, that that sort of thing never happens with the three star Michelin restaurants where they like they make you eat off of like a frozen slab of like uh, I don't know. I I see what you're saying, but I think because there's the thing, movie critics they'll review things that like I might actually see. And maybe the like good ones, not just the ones who are like, I liked it. It had a lot of superheroes in it. Like the ones who actually engage with it and look at things in ways that maybe I don't. They'll have insights into things. Maybe they're they're more well read than I am and they'll pull in, you know, some extra material to think about that I wouldn't have come up with on my own. Great. Food critics, they go to restaurants that I will never even be in like 10 zip codes of but that's not i mean they're, I, they're not going they're not going to the wendy's they're not going to like the thai restaurant down the street i they're do going but to, like, some do do that though that's what i'm saying like yes they go to the, 
You can find the food reviews for any restaurant you want. Hmm. No. Okay. Oh, so we're not talking like professionals. We're talking about like anybody on Yelp. I'm talking about the 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 media as a whole. Hmm. Of, of I will food tell reviewers you, I put a, and movie reviewers. I put a restaurant review, but never a movie review online. So that's what I'm. My my train of thought is just I just I just don't see myself ever really reading a, a movie review and be like, oh, I'm not gonna watch it no more. As far as I'm concerned, is is it's like if I'm going to go to a restaurant I've never been to before, all I need to know is like, hey, how many health code violations <laughs> have they been shut down over? And if the answer is like more than zero, I'm like, okay, never mind. That's it. So you like as much as I need to know. What is it, California, where they grade um the restaurants? They do that all over. I hope oh, they do yeah. that everywhere. I mean, like, wait, which kind of like the health inspection grade or like? Yeah, where they like have it outside, like, hey. Yeah, yeah, that's I think New York does that too. I think. Oh, but I'm saying like you like that. I mean, it's like I don't really care. I don't miss it, you know, not being around it. But that's yeah. As far as like the info I need to know before I go into a restaurant, it's like, you know, a will I get like listeria from eating this? Two. Is everybody going to spit on me as soon as I walk in because I'm not wearing a three thousand dollars suit? Right, and that's pretty much it. I'm good. I don't if you really guys, care. If you guys go to a restaurant and they offer you a toothpick on the way out, do you take it? Oh, I take like three. I always take one. I never. Michael, take no, one. no, I never take it. You seem like you'd be a toothpick guy. Yeah, you th- I would. I would have pegged you strongly for a toothpick. I think you might be missing out on a key component of your own personality here, Michael. It's a. It's a good look. I take the mints. Now, what about mint wax toothpick? Craig just pointed at me. I, Craig, yeah, I guess I. It's not. I did not an audio gesture, but I just. I, never, I just never. I just never have one of those. So I, I Tell know. you what, Valentine's Day is coming up, Michael. We'll get you some toothpicks. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. All right. <laughs> oh, this episode is airing on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I just thought about that. This is mm. this is our Valentine's Day episode, and this is the first time we've talked about Valentine's the holiday. Day special. Well, whoops. <laughs> Take a trip down Lover's Lane with uh, the Never Better podcast crew. <laughs> By the go. way, we forgot you were walking down this street with us. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Can't do anything about it now. <laughs> I want to say that'll about do it for us. because This is an hour and a half and I've got to whittle down. Extended edition. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. The director's cut. <laughs> I'm not cutting anything. I'm leaving yeah. in the part where Michael said he had full intent on running down a pedestrian just to see what it feels like. <laughs> or what it sounds like. Uh, Craig, you want to hit the, uh, take the outro? Uh, sure. Um, wow, I've never uh, been given the responsibility to uh, close us out. All right. Uh, well, I suppose that does it here for us at the uh, Never Better podcast. Um, if you do end up listening to this with your significant other on Valentine's Day, please let us know and let us know how it went after you got finished listening to it. Yeah, um, boy. Wow. Oof. That'll do it what from a... us. Uh, so from Craig. That'll bring you together. Everybody have a great week. And by the way. And happy Valentine's Day. 
if you want to get in touch with us That's to let right. us know how it went. Also that. Craig, how would they... No, Michael, how would they do that? At the neverbetter at mailbox.com. No. <laughs> it's something no, like no. that. Hold on. That's mailbox.com. It's something like that, though. What is it? <laughs> it's it's mailbox at neverbetter.show. Oh, damn. Okay, let me get it again. You could contact Ah. <laughs> you can contact us at mailbox at uh, neverbetter.show. There you go. Michael, I'm surprised or you DM haven't been contacted by a Fortune 500 company to do a uh, Super Bowl halftime uh, commercial for them. <laughs> or at least some PR work, you know? Yeah. Some I'll press conferences. For them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us, folks. That's it. Have a great one. Oh, actually, I, one, hold on. I got one, one last thing real quick. To we the, lied. To the audience. Um, if you are going to use the word matriculate in conversation, <laughs> please look up what the definition of matriculate is before you use it. That's all. Did this happen to you? People misuse the word matriculate so much in my life. I've never said that word in my life. I, I have a, I went to school for English for some reason, and I don't think I ever heard somebody use that word one time. People use the word matriculate as a synonym for like assimilation, but it's not what it means. Matriculate means to be like enrolled what? in a university. Right, right. What circles do you really? run in where people are talking about this? Illiterate ones, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-literate, if they got that Semi-literate close. ones. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Have you a great what? week, While everybody. We're here. Oh. No, 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 no. If we're on the topic of grievances as we close out, which we are, I promise. If you're going to use the phrase, the exception proves the rule, just don't. <laughs> we're killing it off because <laughs> nobody knows how to use it correctly. And I, I give up on trying to correct people. <laughs> I know I sound like Fraser Crane right now. <laughs> But I swear, in front of God and everybody, it's it's just nobody, It's it doesn't mean, like the dumbest people alive use the phrase, the exception that proves the rule, to basically say, well, I'm wrong, which means I'm right. <laughs> and it's not what it's for. It's not what it does. It's not what it says. The exception proving the rule means, like if you were to see uh, a sign that said, no parking, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's the exception, which proves, you know, at least you can assume the rule, which is that parking is okay the rest of the time. That's what that phrase means. But don't use it like that anymore. We, we've we lost. It's it's done. We're just, all we can do is kill it and hope it never rises from its grave. That's it. I'm done. You tell them. I, I guess I'll say mine. Um, if you <laughs> say the instead of the... Please don't talk to me. <laughs> if you say read instead of read, don't talk to me. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I guess that wraps it up. I, I kind of like the idea of ending on grievances. Societal grievances. <laughs> <laughs> A nice light finish. 
<laughs> oh, wow. All right, this time is for real. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm tapped out. Uh, good work, everyone. everyone. Yeah, good work. See you next week. All like we are dead 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 do 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 do